You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Ari's upcoming season of The Bachelor and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everyone? Welcome to podcast number 49. I'm your host, Reality Steve. We are we're taking it back a little old school on this one, and I'm really excited to talk to this guy for a variety of reasons. But first off, uh, I just want to say uh, thanks again to all those who have listened and supported the podcast. If you could take time to rate, subscribe, and review an Apple podcast, that'd be much appreciated. Certainly helps the podcast itself on a weekly basis, and we will continue these every Thursday for the foreseeable future. So uh, appreciate all you have li- all the, those that have listened and have uh, that have rated and subscribed and reviewed. Uh, it's very much appreciated. And uh, with that said, let's get to our guest. He was Bachelor number nine for the for those who've lost track of where we are in Bachelor world right now. Ari season, which will start in January, he is number twenty two. So this guy was number nine. His season aired eleven years ago in much different times across the board, actually. He is Prince Lorenzo, Borghese. Lorenzo, thanks for coming on. Steve, thanks for having me. Did I pronounce that right? Is it Borghese? Yeah, it's 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 Borghese. Okay, Borghese. unless you're, you're you're in Italy, but we're in the U.S., so we'll we'll stick with it. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> um, it's so funny because you were the Bachelor in such different times. Like there was no Twitter, there was no Instagram. The show was filmed. Uh, differently, if I remember. There's so much to dive into with this, but let's start with the fact that you were named The Bachelor at a time when The Bachelor wasn't taken off the previous Bachelorette season. In fact, The Bachelorette was on hiatus at that time, and they were thinking of canceling it, and we were getting two Bachelor uh, seasons per calendar year. Uh, Travis Stork season aired January and February of 06. Yours aired October to November of 06. So, when if they're not pulling for bachelors now, every the last I think eleven or twelve bachelors have been on the Bachelorette. They have their sob story. They become the Bachelor. You weren't like that. They just plucked you out of wherever you were from. Please tell how did you get cast on this show? Um, it, it's actually sort of a strange story, but my uncle uh, li- lived in LA at the time, and he was friends with uh, the president of ABC. Uh, or who actually was was running the show, who was, you know, the, the, the head person of this show. And um, he called me and said, hey, would you be interested in doing The Bachelor? And I said, you know, I didn't even realize it was still on because I, I think back then the ratings were, were going south. And, yeah. you know, I never I never watched it. So I said, yeah, sure, go ahead and submit my name. And I had just come off of a breakup, but I never thought anything of it. And I got a call a couple of weeks later. And it was one of the casting people. And they said, Hey, you know, I got your name and uh, I'm just wondering why we haven't heard of you. And I'm like, well, uh, I don't understand what that means. Well, you know, and they're like, well, you know, um, I, I can't find much about you. You know, can you send me headshots, all this stuff? And this was before, you know, we were taking pictures on our phones and, yeah. and we were taking pictures of everything. I'm like, well, I don't have any headshots, but I can send you photographs of like me with my friends. You know, that's all I've got. And I said, if you guys are looking for a model, I'm not a model. I don't have headshots. And they said, all right, well, just, just send us the stuff. So I sent it over to the, to them. And then they actually came out to New York to meet me. And then it was like a huge process of, of you know, them finally picking me. But I never 
ever thought that that it would come to me actually doing the show and then I actually wasn't really sure I wanted to do it but I almost like felt bad after going through the whole process that that uh if I if I backed out that I'd, I'd let everybody down because they were they were actually like really good to me and they said you know we, we really want you to do it and I'm like okay <laughs> but I didn't you know it's it, it, it was nothing that I really could picture myself doing you know like doing a reality tv show and yeah you know talking about like how much I love these girls or whatever. And, you know, I, I knew the whole premise of the show, but I didn't really see myself as that guy. And you said you hadn't watched it. So did you have any idea? I'm sure they sent you some DVDs of previous seasons. Like, Hey, can you, did you get an idea DVDs. to what you're getting into? Or, or? Yeah, I'm not even, no, no, I, I'm not even sure there were DVDs back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they, um, I, you know, I told them that I knew the premise of the show. I've seen like, you know, like three minutes of it. My, my girlfriend loved it. And I hated the fact that she loved it because I'm like, you know, why do you want to see these guys or whatever? I was like, I just, I just hated it. So, um, she'd be watching it and I'd give her like five minutes of it and then I'd go into the other room or I, or I change the channel. So I had seen little clips of it and I, and I knew it was what it was about. So I had the premise of it and then they just explained to me a little bit more. And and I remember it like very well, I said, you know, why did, they said, why should we have you do this? And I said, well, why should I do it? <laughs> and they said, well, we're going to make you, you know, the star, like anything you want, you know, like this is, this is going to be your show and you're the, you're the star of the show. And I, I love that idea. I was like, wow, I can't act, but if I could be like a star in a movie, I, I, I love the sound of it. Yeah. So, you know, there was a lot of back and forth and all of a sudden, I, I signed and and before I knew it, I was I, I was doing the show, which was crazy. Now, when you say you signed, did you at that point know that you guys were filming your whole season in Italy, or no? We had we had discussed it, and yes, and, and the moment I signed, we we had said, "Here's you know, here are the dates, and here's where we're filming." Okay, gotcha. And at any point, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it had to happen to you at some point. I mean. Was there a point once filming started where you were like, what the hell did I just get myself into? It was actually before that. It oh. was um, ABC had, had you know, all, all the networks are involved in the upfronts, which is an event. It's it's yeah. like a big trade show where they announce their, 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 their shows, shows, their show the lineups. Right. Yeah. And they get all the advertising money, et cetera. And they said this was the first time that they had announced who the bachelor was going to be before the ad- before the show aired, I guess now they announced it way before, but it was the first time they actually announced the, the bachelor before you see, you see him on TV. So they said, we're going to announce you at the upfronts and you're going to be there with us in New York. And I was living in New York at the time. So it was this huge, you know, red carpet walk in with Chris Harrison, who, you know, I just met and tons of press. And I'm like, Holy, you know, Holy shit, what's going on here? Like yeah. I'm not used to this stuff. And then, um, you know, it happened really quickly. And then all of a sudden, a couple of weeks later, I'm in Italy and they had me there early to film the commercials and they had an entire movie set, you know, like even on tracks filming me walk in in Rome. (laughs) And there were thousands of people like literally like lining the streets thinking that I'm a movie star or whatever. And I come up, come out of the makeup room and my job was just to walk down the street. And people obviously were expecting like an explosion or something cool. And it was just me walking back and forth. And I'm like, what the hell did I get into? Yeah, no, I can imagine because, and you and I were talking about this uh, before we started recording, but it was, and you reminded me of this is the fact that 
when your season aired, it was the first time because right now, at least the last uh, I think ten or eleven seasons, The Bachelor always starts airing at the same time. It airs the first Monday in January and it goes to mid March. Well, your season aired October second through November twenty seventh of two thousand six, which it was on Monday nights back then, and it was the first season that ABC had given up their rights to Monday Night Football. It had moved to ESPN. So The Bachelor replaced Monday Night Football in your season was the one that did it. Like, that's crazy to think of. Yeah, and and my friends hated it, too, because they, they were like, we don't know if we're going to watch The Bachelor. We're going to watch Monday Night Football. Yeah. And it, and it was before we were, like, DVRing anything. Yeah. So I would actually have viewing parties and in, in, in and one end of the bar was was a bachelor, and the other end was Monday Night Football. And I would be gravitated towards watching Monday Night Football rather than watching me on TV. Yeah. So I, I, I was mean, always on the other side. <laughs> and I think it's I think it's so funny because there's not a chance in hell that a network would ever air it, you know, opposite Monday Night Football, which is why The Bachelor airs in January through March now. Because it doesn't want to compete with Monday Night Football. Bachelorette airs during the summer, and then October, uh, September through October, they don't compete uh, against Monday Night Football. Even though you think like, oh, well, guys watch football and girls watch The Bachelor, why would they be scared to go up against it? It's not that. Football is a juggernaut, and it's it's just there's no way that they would ever consider doing that. But for two seasons, uh, your season and then Brad Womack's season, which was the following uh Sept, uh, September through November of 07. Yeah, they aired it on Monday nights when Monday Night Football was on ESPN. And I think they realized, okay, we got to, we got to change things. We got to change things up. Um, you're, you're filming. How long, do you remember how long it took you to film your season from beginning to end? Yeah. Yeah. It was two months. Okay. And that's taking into account, like, okay, roughly two months. So, So it's kind of, where it is now. It still takes two months. However, you guys only had, I believe, eight episodes back then. It was only about was, eight back then. Now it's 11. So they kind well, of extended and, out. And also, ours were an hour. They weren't two hours. That's right. Yours were only an hour. So it was eight so, one-hour episodes. And it's like, how are we getting connected to these people when now we got 11 two-hour episodes? And I think the filming was just, it's yeah, it was just such a different world back then. Um Obviously, social media wasn't uh, wasn't around, but your season had a couple interesting notes about it. We're not going to go over each episode and all the dates and stuff like that because hell, I don't remember half of them. But your season I did bring us. <laughs> your season did bring us Erica Rose, which was yeah. uh, reality TV is crazy now, and every show has got their characters. But back then. She was one of the early ones that like people remembered from reality TV because here's this spoiled brat who shows up wearing a tiara. Uh, what did you think when you saw her on the show and your interactions with her on the show and her whole act? Like, what was your thinking about her? I actually like really enjoyed having her on because I thought she was entertaining and mm-hmm. I didn't want the focus, believe it or not, on, on me. I wanted it on on someone else. So, so she took a lot of the focus off of me and onto herself. And, um, I really like enjoyed filming with her because I would just be cracking up and, and it it, it was just fun. I wanted to keep her as long as possible just because I also realized that 
you know, shows are about ratings too. And, and, and I wanted her around yeah. and I thought she had a, she had a, a fun personality and sort of, you know, made things a little bit different than just talking about, you know, uh, how, how in love I am. <laughs> well, I, I, this brings me back to another filming question because I don't even remember how they did it back then because your whole season was filmed in Italy. When you had hometown dates with the girls, did you come back to the States for their hometowns? Yep. You did. Okay. To, yeah. I went to California. For who? For who? For Sadie in San Diego. Okay. And then I went to Seattle who? to Lisa. Lisa. And who was Oh yeah, I'm Lisa. Oh, I know Lisa. Oh, I totally forgot. You, Lisa was your season. How am I forgetting this? Okay, I I know Lisa. Yeah. Lisa and I talked way back in the day. Okay, yeah, Lisa. Lisa's great. And then I went to Miami for for Jen. And then, and then we went back. And then you know, for for the overnight dates, we were in uh, we were in Sicily, and then uh, we were in Sweden. That's right. Because that see, it's as we talked, and I was gonna mention it to everybody you don't want to watch the show you have no idea what goes on on the show anymore you pretty much separated yourself from this franchise after your season right yeah no i mean i understand why everyone loves it it's just um i'm not a big reality uh watcher i like you know like late night talk shows i like the news i like sports but i don't really watch reality tv and then yeah after doing it you know i sort of understand how it all works so it makes me sort of you know i'm I'm too judgmental about what I see. Exactly. No, that makes sense. And it's weird because now the overnights are all done in the same. They go, they go to a place when you're down to the final three, they go to the overnight dates and all three overnight dates happen in the same location as opposed to back then. Yeah. You traveled to each girl got their own location for an overnight date. And yeah, it was, it it was great. So are are these overnight dates in the same room too? (laughs) No, they, uh, they go to like um, let me just think. Last year, what they do for uh, Rachel? So for the last season that was on was Rachel's season of The Bachelorette, and they went to Spain for overnight dates. So all three guys that had overnight dates, she would go on a date during the day, and they would just go to different parts of Spain, and then she'd have her overnight with the guy. They'd take a day off, um, and then the next guy would get his date, and they'd go to a completely different place in Spain. So right. that's yeah, it's but yeah, back in the day, you used to go to three different places. Each girl got their own. <laughs> location um i'm also remembering a name the the italian girl what was her deal agnese agnese Agnese. yeah yeah she's uh well they they threw in the mix that um as soon as we started filming there were 25 girls and they added two italian girls and i forget the other girl's name because i don't think uh, she lasted more than that one night but i kept on agnese who was very beautiful really sweet girl um, very fun, had a really cool, like American accent when she, when she spoke well, an Italian accent speaking like an American. Yeah. Um, but she was really, really sweet. And I've, I've kept in touch with her. She's, she's, I don't know if she's married, but she has at least one, one or two kids now. Oh, okay. Um, and I saw her in Italy a couple of years ago and she's doing really well. And, oh, wow. uh, yeah, she's, she's, she's awesome. I'm pretty so, sure I, I had heard, and this could be a rumor. I had heard that she was an actress hired to be on that show. That's what I had heard. Did That's you, what I thought too, like doing it. I'm like, okay, you know, and, and, and she was doing a little bit of acting, but she swears to me and I've, I've hung out with her after the show, like yeah. at least a couple of times when I've been in Italy and she's not that way. hundred percent not. Okay. And, and, 
you know, she was just, you know, she was actually hurt that I even asked her. <laughs> wow. So, wow. Okay. <laughs> unless, unless she had, you know, like a huge NDA that she signed and is a, is a really, really good actress, but and she's uh, sticking to that NDA. Case. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. I think at this point she, she would tell me. Yeah. You know, 11 years after the fact, why not? Yeah, right. Um, so we, we talk about the fact that you shot your whole season in Rome outside of going to the hotel, the, the hometowns of some of the girls and that was obviously something that was different back then. Although it's funny because Ari's season, the one that but Thatcher's filming actually is happening right now, and they just left Italy, and the, he they're back in the states about to shoot Hometowns, which is kind of ironic that I'm doing this interview with you uh, when that's happening. But um, when you were filming in Rome, you kind of mentioned it briefly when you were shoot when you were shooting your intros, and people thought that you were some superstar actor and whatever, but did not necessarily paparazzi, but were people aware out there of what was going on? They were because, you know, ABC slash Disney is such a great marketing company Yeah, that as soon as I got out there, you know, there, there's the same magazines out there that we have here, but they're the Italian versions. Gotcha. So they were all over it. So, and, and they had set up a ton of interviews. So, so people knew what was going on. Um, additionally, there's not a lot of, you know, stretch limos driving around Rome, which we were driving in and yeah. everyone like knew what was going on and taking a bunch of pictures. And then we had like police escorts everywhere. Um, it, it was cool, but, but they definitely, you know, had, had a buzz going on about it. Let's go to the end of your season and you end up choosing Jen Wilson, who was an eighth grade teacher in Florida at the time over over Sadie, who was, they've really promoted the fact that she was a virgin on the show, and she was from San Diego. And we'll get to what happened post-show in a second. But just explain the decision to choose Jen over Sadie, because in doing research for this interview, I I read some old interviews that you did post-show, and you admitted you didn't make up your mind until two hours before the final rose ceremony? Yeah, that's 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 pretty accurate. And Going back, you know, maybe I didn't do the right thing. I don't know. Was, you know I, I was just, I was also sort of frustrated by the end. Just, I, I was tired. And I'm like, you know what? I just want to get out of here. I just want this thing to end. And in all honesty, and, you know, I, I was looking at, at, at both girls and I've got no problem saying this. I, I felt that, that Jen needed a little more help than Sadie did. And I knew that she could sell the ring and she was still living at home. So I was like, you know, who can I really help? Because I, you know, I, I knew that I wasn't going to get engaged. I was like, you know what? I don't even know these girls. Um, I, I, I just, I've, I've had enough. I'm just tired of it. And I just want this thing to sort of end. So I was definitely the wrong guy to, do, to, to be on that show. And I realized that a little too late, Yeah. but, but I, I knew that with Jen after the show that, you know, we could probably go our, our separate ways. She could sell the ring and like move out of her, out of her parents' house. And that um, if I wanted anything, you know, if I wanted a future, potential future with Sadie, I could, you know, possibly start dating her yeah. after it and just sort of um, separate myself from the show because it's not the girl I picked. And I, I, I was just I was just frustrated and I was tired. I'm like, I just want this to end. That's really what it was. And I and I, I thought about it for, for a couple of days before I chose who I wanted. And, and really, the reason was that I just wanted to help Jen and. I wanted to maybe have to see where it would go with Sadie 
after the whole show. All right, this is fascinating because number one, I you got engaged to Jen. So how did she get no, a ring if you didn't no, get engaged? No, no, I didn't get engaged. Um, I it, it was a promise ring, but it was an engagement ring. I made it very clear that you know I was like, listen, I I, I just want to get to know you. Um, I'm not ready to to propose to, to you. I've never even you know been out with you in public when there's other guys there. You haven't even met, met my friends. I haven't met, met your friends. I mean, there's a lot of things that I need to find out about you before I propose. I've never even seen you drunk. You know, I mean, there's yeah. there's a lot there's a lot of things that happen in the real world when there's no cameras versus when there's cameras. So you know, I was like, I'm not doing this for the show. I'm not getting engaged just for a happy ending because then you bring in an entire other set of people. It's not just you and her, it's you and, the, and their family and everybody's asking when you're getting married. Like, I, I, I just couldn't do it. I'm like, so I just said, listen, let's just get to know each other. And I didn't propose. And then shortly afterwards it, it was done. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. Cause back then it wasn't, <clears throat> I mean, I could tell you this because this is my job and this is what I do. I think it's 19 of the last 20 seasons now have ended in an engagement. I mean, they basically, I don't want to say they force them to, but it's kind of expected when you sign on for that role. Like, look, this is what we want. And so it's kind of how it worked. Obviously back then it didn't, they didn't force you to do it. You didn't have to do it. Is that a sneeze? No, that was a cough. That was coughing. I I don't know why my, I was going to say, God bless you, but no, I don't know what's wrong with my throat right now, but, um, so, okay, so you didn't, so you, you gave her a ring, but you said this is an engagement, this is a promise ring, and you basically gave her the ring with the idea of, hey, sell this and help yourself out, like make some money off this. Like that's, yeah, which, which, which I believe is exactly what she did. Okay, and back, see, that's and, the thing, and I think since then they've changed. Out of, her, out of her parents' house. Yeah, and I think since then, I think is where they've changed the rules because now, I don't even know if you know this, so I'll fill you in. Um, okay. if you don't get engaged, if you don't get married within two years, you have to give the ring back. That's the new rule. And it's been going on for gosh, a while. I, I don't know when it, I don't know when it started, but obviously it was started after your season because Jen sold a ring. Um, but yeah, yeah. The, the final couple, uh, gets an engagement ring. If, if that couple does not get married, uh, within two years, huh? you ha- yeah, you have to give the ring if you break no, I'm sorry. If you break up within two years, you have to give the ring back. If you last more than two years, but for whatever reason still haven't gotten married, then I I guess you could go about years. selling it. Yeah, you could then you could sell it. But yeah, they don't want people going on the show basically to hawk rings like you did. But yeah, that's well, yeah. Well, 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 actually, on 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 my season, they didn't pay for it. I actually got I actually got the ring, so they didn't lose. Oh any really? Money on it. Oh, so you yeah. went out and bought a ring. <laughs> Oh my well, god! Uh, I'm not or, gonna say exactly how I got yeah, it. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Um, I did get it. And, yeah, okay, and no problem. They were happy with it. I'm like, all right, let's let's figure out what to do with it. Okay, so talk about the relationship with Jen. Okay, once filming ends, you go back to New York. She goes back to Florida. I don't know. Um, what months did you film the show? It aired obviously October, November. When did you film during the it summer? Was, yeah, it was. Yeah, I remember she's like boiling hot and you don't want to be in a suit in Italy in August in the middle of the day, um, which I was, I just remember like just sweating like every single second there. <laughs> yeah. It okay. Was, it was, it was tough, but it was July, August. Okay. So July, August, it airs October, November. So that time, obviously when you get back, you have to keep it a secret. And we all know that, you know, it's, it, again, things have changed. So back then, 
did you have those secret meetups with Jen where ABC would arrange it? And okay. So you did do that and they still do that to this day. How often do you see her and talk to her back after you got back from the show? I saw her, I believe I saw her a couple of times. It's, it's all sort of foggy to me now, but I, I definitely saw her a couple of times and we would talk every few days. But as soon as I got back, you know, it was nice to be back in New York, back to my life and, you know, and back to being able to hang out with my friends and have, have myself and my computer. You know, you just get everything back and you're, you're, you're somewhat back to normal, which you've missed for, for two months. Yeah. So I was more excited to like be home and be with my friends rather than, you know, travel and, and, and see Jen every week. Yeah. And so was she on the same page as like, wow, this is yeah. like, how, like how soon after yeah. you got back, did you realize this ain't going to work? I think, well, I actually remember it was our, our, our first meeting afterwards. Okay. We were actually out, out, out in California. They, they brought us out there and yeah, that's where I, I hung out with her for a day without cameras. Um, and it, it was actually two days and I was like, you know what? I, you know, I'm not really feeling it and I don't want to force this. And moreover, it doesn't make any sense. She lives in, in Miami. I live in New York. Um, I don't really know her because that's what happens. You know, I mean, how do, how do you really know someone when there's, when there's up with 27 girls and then all of a sudden you're left with, with three, you know, and it's been just, just two months and you've, you've got no idea what's going on. And, and the, the other reality of this and, I have to tell you guys the truth is that once that show airs, you get a lot more attention, right? Oh yeah. So <laughs> it, it, it's like, if you look at anybody that's, you know, a professional athlete, they're like n- nobody till they make the major leagues and then they go out and everybody knows them. They're like, wow, I, I, I had no idea that I could get, you know, a girl like this, and, <laughs> but, but it, it happens. It just, you know, then people start gravitating towards you and, and, and all of a sudden your options are much wider. And, you know, so I was like, wow, like who knew like all these girls actually liked me. I don't know if they liked me because I did the show or just because they liked the show. But, yeah. But you, you like, obviously wow. had your pick of the litter after you got back yeah, and you became yeah. so, household name. So, yeah. So it just, it just opens up a, a ton of doors and I'm sure she did too. Um, I don't, I don't think guys are as much into it. Like, you know, I'd be like, oh my gosh, she was on the, she was in the bachelor, the bachelorette. Yeah. But, but girls seem to really care and it opened up a lot of doors for me. And again, I wasn't really, you know, I knew I didn't really like love her yeah. um, because I, I, I didn't really know her. And, you know, I was thinking, should I really try this and have her fly up and like live with me and quit her job? And, and I, cause I knew at that point I wasn't moving to Miami at least at that time. So it's a lot to ask for. You know, oh yeah. I I was thinking if, if if they really wanted it, you know, at, at the time I was like, if you guys really want to make this successful, you should you should pick people that live in the same state, you mm-hmm. know, um, and then have have their friends pick who the perfect person is for them, not not a casting agency, <laughs> which is what which is what they were using. I'm like, my friends know exactly who I like, what type of girl I like, um, and they would have done a great job, you know, picking 25 of them just like I would do for, for my friends. Like, you know, if one of my best friends went on the show, I would know exactly what type of girl to pick for him. Oh yeah. No, it's, but yeah, it's a television show. This yeah. isn't, this isn't a show that really cares about finding a, a couple in the end. They, they're casting for a television show and that's, they want entertainment yeah. and ratings like we talked about earlier. And you know, something that happened, you know, with you post show, that would be huge news in 2017 
But back then wasn't nearly as exciting or covered as much. There were articles on it and you can read about it. But once you and Jennifer broke it off, you did start seeing Sadie. Sadie had moved to New York. You guys started dating. And yeah, like I said, it got coverage, but Lorenzo, if you if you did that now, that would have been it would be you'd be on the cover of every single tabloid. Like it would be the biggest thing in the world that the guy is is uh dating the girl that he dumped, you know, at the quote unquote altar. Um how did it everything come about with Sadie? Um I always I always really got along with her and and loved spending time with her and I actually really did like her. And I told you the reason why I, I didn't pick her is because I was just fed up at the time. And I, I thought, you know, it, it, it was a very different time. It's really hard to explain, but I just said, you know, if I really want to try this with her, and if she, if she accepts it, I'd, I'd rather like date her, and not be like in the public about it. So she ended up moving to New York and I was, and I was like pretty excited about it. And we just started hanging out, having dinners and, you know, one thing led to another. Um, and we, you know, we didn't, I, I don't know if you really call it dating. We, we, we spent time together, um, for a month or so. And then, and then I believe she moved back to California sh- shortly after, but, did um, did Jen ever say anything to you once the Sadie no, story got out? Did she? No, actually ever since we broke up, which was shortly after the show, I, I, I haven't heard from her. I know she's married now, okay. um, but I, I, at least, I, at least that's what I heard, but I, I, I didn't speak I didn't speak to her since since we officially called it quits. Wow, which was you know early I guess two thousand seven. Early seven, yeah. So almost over yeah. almost eleven years now since you've spoken to yeah your exactly. ex. Um, it's been a while. Did, was there any part of you that was like, well, maybe I should wait a little bit longer with Sadie, or you were just like, it's just different times back then, I guess. Wait, wait a little longer. What way? To, to like, see Sadie since it was so since it was roughly pretty close to your breakup with Jen. No, no, I was like, ah, I actually really like her, and and yeah, I, w- I was ready to try, and I sort of forget why it didn't work out, but but it did. And, yeah, <laughs> and I think that that we were both getting a lot of attention too, and everybody like loved Sadie, and I remember. Um, after the show, I got all this hate mail, like saying, like, how could you not pick her? Like they all like were pissed at me. Oh yeah. No, she was America's darling back then. If I remember. And, um, Sadie is, uh, she's definitely going to be on a future, uh, podcast, uh, because she, you know, I, I, she's the one that kind of arranged this. So I really appreciate, uh, her doing this and yeah, I mean, um, but she was back then, I remember specifically, they, they really harped on her virgin thing. Uh, that she mm-hmm. was a virgin and she got to the end. And I, I think, yeah, everyone kind of just felt sorry for her. Like, oh, God, here, you know, another heartbreak yeah. story. And um, it makes sense. But one thing that happened post-show or that that I remember reading at the time and through the years has been repeated. And I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. Chris Harrison has done, obviously, he's still the host of the show and does plenty of interviews. And he's been asked on quite a few occasions – to name the worst bachelor they have ever had. And he's always said it was you. Like, do you take offense to that? Or do you just kind of agree with it and been like, I just wasn't in the right frame of mind to do that. Or did you know that Chris has said that about you? Oh, I've, I've, I've heard it. And, um, I can tell you a lot about Chris, but, um, (laughs) um, I'm not offended at all At, at, at the time. As I said, you know, I, I wasn't really, prepared for this 
Yeah. Um, the other thing was that I had just come out. Well, not just, but like a few months before I, I had been engaged and I, you know, my, my ex had already started dating somebody else. And I was like, you know what? I, I can go do what I want, but this happened like so quickly and it really hurt her. Like before I went on, she, you know, emailed me and just said, you know, how hurt she was by this. So that was in the back of my mind too. So there's all this stuff going on. And regarding Chris, um, you know, that guy, I, I, I'm sure you guys like him, but I, I, <laughs> I don't have anything nice to say about him. <laughs> Yeah, I know that he's. I know that he said, and I've I've probably heard stories that you have heard. Um, no need well, to get I into them. You, yeah. Oh, well, I, I I can tell you he's a hundred percent about himself. I mean, I was in the uh, uh, I was uh, talking to to the publicist, and she gets off the phone and says, "Yeah, that was that was Chris Harrison. He's he, he's always trying to promote himself, and he wants to be on all these talk shows, and he doesn't realize that it's not about him; it's about the Bachelor and like, <laughs> stuff like that. And he's always been about himself." And, he loved me before he got to Rome asking me like all these places to go visit and like, you know, and he's like so thankful. And I can tell you the most interesting story, which is a hundred percent true is that the upfronts, he was supposed to like be with me the entire time and induce me to everybody. Yeah. He was like gone 80% of the time. Then there's the after party at Tao. He hasn't said a word to me. And then there's the after after party where the president of ABC, uh, Actually, I go with her down there at the time, or the, the woman who was really the head of the show. Mm-hmm. And he shows up like half hour later, and he sees I'm sitting with her, and he comes up, and he's my best friend. I'm like, what an ass! Wow. Um, but, and this was all so before was, you even left for filming. Like this is in yeah, the beginning. So, so, you don't even know the guy. So that was that was the first day I met him. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but he does a good job hosting the show and, and I would agree with him that I was, and I'm actually like sort of happy because at the time I'm like, if I'm the worst guy, I like telling all these girls, I love them and then dumping them. Then I'm okay with it. You're, yeah. You're good. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. <laughs> there could be worse things to be called, but yeah. And, and it's probably better that you weren't around in a time when social media was out there. Cause you probably would have just gotten it tenfold. Um, <laughs> You know, on yeah. Twitter and social media, like Twitter and Instagram, oh, yeah. it would have been just probably brutal for you. Well, I remember reading there, there was like blogs and stuff and, and my friends would, would send me all this stuff because they thought it was hilarious. And one, one girl wrote, if Lorenzo's the next bachelor, I'm going to become a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm okay, sure I was, to, I'm sure I was uh, brutal on your season. I don't remember. Oh, I mean, it was 10 years ago. I wouldn't and, blame you. Yeah. I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> And, but, but, but it was cool because after you read like all this negative stuff, that, then it doesn't affect you anymore. Yeah. Like you're, you're, you're like so numb to it. I'm like, you know what? Why are they even writing about me? They don't even know me. Like why are they wasting their time? I think it's sort of comical, but my friends like loved it. So they would send me the worst things ever. Yeah. And I'd read it. And then at first I was pissed and I would just like, like start laughing. And when, when they, they told me that, you know, that Chris was saying that at first and I heard it, I sent it to ABC and this was during during the show and i was like you know and there's there's a lot more backstory to my relationship with them that i'm not going to get into that's fine um but you know just just realized there's, there's a reason yeah wow of, yeah he he of, you know, certainly had he certainly seemed to have something out for you but like you said it's not like you thought your season was great and he's saying and he's saying the complete opposite i mean it seems to be a universal assumption and maybe yeah. maybe it's universal because Chris threw it out there that 
Yeah, if you had to ask no, me who our worst no, bachelor I was, I don't know. <laughs> I would say I'd say he's 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 one hundred percent right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, it's 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 been universally accepted. If you ask people what's the worst season this show ever had, yeah, uh, it was yours. But like I said, well, it was just am, a different am, show back then. Yeah, but I'm a proud owner of that title. Okay. That's cool. That's I mean, that's great to know that you have a sense of humor about it, because if you were defensive about it or been like, you know what, you know, it probably would have come across as petty if you if you were you didn't you own it. So that's cool. I like that. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, I, I am what I am. And I was like, you know what, I'm just not comfortable doing this. And I realized it a little too late. Um, essentially, like day one, I was like, oh, my God, well, what did I get into? I remember, you know, the first night is is, is the biggest. and all these girls come in and, you know, I'm standing outside. I got to meet every one of them. And there's, you know, all these cameras everywhere. And I'm like, Oh my God, if I, if I could go back right now and have not signed this contract, I would do it in a second. And then I knew I was screwed. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm not the right guy for this. Yeah. No, that's kind of, yeah. That's kind of what he has said. It's just like, it just wasn't for him. I think this Chris yeah, has been thing. It just I, wasn't for him. I a hundred percent agree. <laughs> so he, he is right on that, but you know, he, you know, on, on the other side, he could be like, ah, oh, you know, there's, there were a few of them. I just regret, you know, he, he could have stayed selling, but he didn't. Yeah. And I was, and I was nothing but nice to that guy. But since, you know, he's going to like throw stuff at me, I'm like, I've got a lot that I could say that I'm not going to. Yeah, no, that's, that's fine. I'm sure. I know I've heard a lot of things behind the scenes about that guy that I've never been able to get into because it's, it's one of these things where if you throw out an accusation like that or stories that I've heard, you get, might have some people coming after you and I'm just oh, like, 100%. you know, it's just wow. like, no, there's no point. And I, cause I can't prove it, but based on how I heard it and who told it to me, I know it's true, but yeah, kind of have to leave it like and, that. Um, you know, and, and I, I've, by my experiences that I know are true. So I've gotten, you know, I've, I've got nothing hot about that, at least on day one, which was obvious. And I told, you know, every, but like all my friends after that day, I'm like, they, they asked me what, what I thought about it. I'm like, I don't like him. I was like, this guy completely ignored me. Um, he was all about himself. He didn't make me feel comfortable. I've never done this stuff before. And the only time he talked to me was when I was talking to the woman who runs the show, who was like his boss. What about when, Um, so what about during filming? What about when it started? Was it, did it get better? Did he kind of warm up to you or help you through the process or no? no, I, I, I didn't see him much. You know, he would just, he would just pop up like a little wizard (laughs) right, right before like the rose ceremony. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. He comes in banging his glass saying, you know, Lorenzo's got to make his decisions now. He's there and then he's gone. And I got no idea where where he goes, but it's not like we ever had lunch or hung out and, you know. Okay. Then there's, there's definitely something there because you talk to future bachelors, you know, I, not you have spoken to a future bachelors, but bachelors since you, the last five, six, seven seasons, these guys like will go golfing with Chris Harrison when the show's not, you know, after their season is over, like this, this Ben Higgins is plays golf with him. And Sean Lowe has always been, Chris has been a good guy. Like there's something that he just had it out for you for, for some reason, because he has definitely uh, puts in time and talks to the leads. Seems like a hell of a lot more than he did back then, at least, or, or at least with you. Yeah. Well, well, maybe, I mean, you know, as I said, he, he was, you know, he was always like very polite when he saw me, except for that first day. Yeah. And especially when he's asking me, you know, where to go in Rome and all over Italy. And he's like emailing you back because he, he got there before I did. He's like thanking me. And then while we were filming, he, he was nice, but he didn't like really hang out. He'd just show up and then he'd be gone. And then, you know, a, 
a few things happened. Um, and, and and then all of a sudden, you know, he's, he starts, he starts attacking me Yeah. and saying stuff, but you know, one, do I think he's right? Yeah. But two, did he have to do it? No, no. So, and, and I wouldn't do it like, you know, but now that I've been attacked, almost like a Trump thing where I'm like, all right, well, this guy's talking shit about me. I'm going to, you know, tell, tell some truth about him. Cause he feels he can go around and just, you know, say things like this where I would have just like, Oh, you know, we, we've had a couple of bad ones, you know, whatever. And I would definitely be, be one of them. Yeah. That's well, it, there's, there's stories galore, I'm sure. Um, but like you said, let's, there's no point in getting into yeah, them and 100%. doing mudslinging 10 years after the fact. No, no, no. But and, I, and, and, and now, you know, he's also 10 years older and maybe he's changed and, and, uh, you know, He's, he's a good guy now. I don't know because I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him since the show ended. I want to talk. I know we're on a little bit of a time crunch here. I, I want to talk about some of the things that you've done post-show uh, philanthropy work, really, uh, for yourself. You still have your royal treatment pet grooming uh, product business, correct? Yep. And it's just uh, really shampoo out of Italy and I sell uh, on HSN primarily. And it's just a more of a hobby for me. My dog had dry skin. My family's been in cosmetics, so I developed this formula for my dog. This was back in 2002. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I was selling shampoos. <laughs> but it but it, it helped her. And then, so I go on HSN every so often, and, and I sell it. Do you, did you get some sort of uptick or a bump once The Bachelor rolled around? Because that was out there. I remember talking about yeah. it when you were The Bachelor about, this guy sells dog grooming products. How about yeah, that? Yeah. Like, I'm sure you got some sort of bump, right? Um, it, 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 yeah, it, it helped a bit, but again, it was like, you know, before, like anyone was really using Facebook, Instagram and all that stuff and like following your, your business page and That's following true. about you. Yeah. So it did, ha- it, it did get one bump, but it was funny. I, I remember going into, um, a, a radio interview and I can't believe I just forgot the guy's name, the guy from American Idol who does all that stuff. Oh, Seacrest, like, Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. So, so Ryan Seacrest and I'm in the green room waiting to go on, on his show and he goes, yeah, this guy owns a dog grooming salon. I'm like, dog grooming salon? So I go in there. I'm like, Chris, I mean, sorry, Ryan, I don't own a dog grooming salon. Yeah, I, I have pet products. I sell them, but I don't own a salon. Like, I'm not like giving dogs haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, I don't know. It's the same thing to me. <laughs> Way to go, Seacrest. Way to do your homework. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of, of dogs, you're obviously huge. Uh, you're a huge dog person. You go on your Instagram. You go on your Twitter. Uh, it's a lot of stories about what you have done for dogs. You work with, uh, um, animal aid USA. I want you to explain to people what that is. Um, it's a, well, we're not for profit and everyone who works under my organization is a volunteer. So no one gets paid. And, uh, we started in 2012 and we save dogs. Um, we do some cats, but primarily dogs. And over the past five years, we've saved over 20,000 animals. And we, primarily focus in Georgia because it's a really inhumane states with how they treat animals. And we go to the kill shelters and some are dropped off, you know, at our facility, but we pull them from the kill shelters. We spay neuter them. And then we, we find them homes. And my volunteer group is in Georgia and in New Jersey. So the group from New Jersey drives down every 28 days. It's a huge caravan. They load the dogs and, and, you know, again, some cats, and they drop them off all the way from Florida all the way up to to New Hampshire, depending on on where we re- relocate them. So it's just it's it's a great group, and 
our average cost is about $50 to save an animal versus 500. That's the average cost on a lot of other um, not-for-profits, but that's simply because we don't have much overhead since we have no salaries. That's great. I mean, I applaud yeah, you for doing awesome. something like it's that. Fun. That is that is cool. I've had um, people that listen to my podcast and have followed me for years know that I, I lost my I lost my little girl about oh, coming up on two years now, January of sixteen, and uh, I haven't been able to bring myself to get another one. Uh, I rescued her, and it's been tough. And I don't. I, people ask me all the time, like, "Are you going to get another one?" And I said, I'm, "I'm not ready yet. I'm sure I will at some point." But it's really weird. Some people grieve differently. I just haven't been able to bring myself. But when I do, I'm absolutely uh, going to rescue because she was a rescue. And But to do that kind of work, um, I, I applaud you for that. I'm glad there are people out there that, that do that. I know that the recent events in Puerto Rico with obviously a lot of pets losing their family members and just kind of wondering, you, you've done work with that as well. Yeah, and I, I work with the American Humane Association and the Humane Society of the United States as well. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've, we've been involved with, with getting dogs out of Puerto Rico. And also, you know, the, the, the issue with Houston, too. We, we pulled dogs from Houston. Um, and, and then I work with, with a bunch of other rescue groups in Florida. And they all just got back from Puerto Rico. And I'm following all their stories. But, but, you know, it's it's a it's a wide group of, of volunteers that are really making a difference. So we help we help coordinate some of it. Um, my group didn't physically go to Puerto Rico, but we did pull some of the dogs that came back. Okay. Now, if anyone wants to help out, donate. Give us give us a site to go to to where they can help out. It's animalaidusa.org, okay. and then you can sponsor a dog or a cat or you know, anything you want. And then we do caravans every 28 days. So if you're on the East coast and you're around New Jersey, you want to join us, we always accept volunteers that drive down with us and drive back with us. Wow. That's, that's, that's so cool to hear. And I'm, I'm absolutely going to uh, donate and help out because I did not know before I started doing the research on this, that it was that involved for you. So that's really cool. And another thing you do, um, uh, you when did you move down to Florida? How soon? You were in New York, obviously, uh, for a while, but when did you move Yeah, I was in New York for 17 years. I moved down uh, three years ago. And you are just recently opening up a brewery, beer yard? Yeah, Explain it. yeah. I just uh, I got lucky. I was, I was going to do it up in New York, and um, it didn't work out, and I started getting tired of the, of the winters, so I moved down to Florida, and I was looking for a cool name for a brewery because, you know, uh, it's a name's very important, at least in branding. And uh, I have a, a business partner who, who, who worked on this with me and he's like, how about South beach? And I said, I imagine South beach is taken for beer and it wasn't. So we launched South beach brewing company um, a week and a half ago. And we're based in Miami beach and we're doing a bunch of pop-ups and our beer is different because we use electrolytes in it and we use real Florida orange juice. Mm. So everything's sort of like local Florida based. And we teamed up with an incredible artist who's like very famous in South beach. He actually has a mural that welcomes you to South beach. It says, welcome to Miami beach. His name's Lebo. Um, and he did all our branding and it's gotten a lot of attention so far and people are really psyched about it. But um, I, I just got really lucky because it's something I've always wanted to do. And then, I live in a place that looks right onto the beach and the South beach and come January, February and March when it's freezing cold in New York, I'm going to be on the beach. 
<laughs> selling my beer. Well, that is, so, <laughs> you can't complain so about that it. for sure. No, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm really happy where I am with everything right now. And, and, um, I just can't believe that we actually got this going and we just signed with a large distributor and things are going really well so far. Well, congrats on all your success there. Thank, that's, that's thank awesome. You. Appreciate it. No, no problem. Yeah, I'm psyched. Um, I, I usually end every, uh, podcast with, uh, the rapid 10 where just 10 random questions. We'll rip through these. Cause I know, like I said, you're on a time crunch here. Um, you ready to go? Can, yeah. can you do this? Okay. Do question, question number one. Oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, question okay. number one. Um, give us your favorite sports teams. You said you're a big sports fan. Who are your teams? I like the Giants, the the New York Giants football. Then I like the New York Rangers. I like the Yankees, and I like the Mets. Okay, so you're a New York fan to say the all, least. All New York. Wait, can you really be a Yankee and a Met fan? Is that possible? Yeah. Don't you have to choose one or the other over the other? No. First, first baseball game I ever went to was a Mets game with my dad, so it has like great memories. But um, I started going to a lot of Yankee games, obviously when they became really good. So call me a fair weather fan, but I enjoyed like the the history of the Yankees and the stadium and the, and the, the entire energy there. So if it's the Yankees versus Mets, I'm still probably going to go for the Yankees though. Okay. Just because I, I've seen them so many times. Sorry about the loss to the Astros. Uh, that's all right. yeah. The fact that they made it that far is great. Yeah, no, they weren't even supposed to make the playoffs this year. So uh, question number two, how often do you still get recognized as bachelor? Probably once every six months. Thank God. Okay, so <laughs> so it still happens. Ever. It still happens. Yeah, I mean, still, I was like, okay, it's yeah, it still happens. Okay, question number three. Give us a funny story from filming that never made air. Mm, well, I didn't really watch the whole thing, so oh. <laughs> that's right. I can't really. You don't even know what made air. So well, well, well. I, I I can tell you one that didn't make air. There was there was apparently another virgin on my season, and she only made it one night. Oh, so that was a little twist. There wasn't just one; there were two. Oh, okay. So Did she? Like would, sort of okay, I gotcha. Um, do you have a question number four? Do you have a favorite product from your line, or what is your uh, bestseller from Royal Treatment? The organic honey oatmeal shampoo, hands down. Okay, and that's the number one thing. Well, yeah, that that sells the best. Everybody thinks that you know, honey and oatmeal is so is very soothing and moisturizing, which it is. But people go for the name, and then all my other products do the exact same thing. But people are like, oh, it's honey and oatmeal. You know, like you can have lavender as well. Olive oil is actually extremely moisturizing, almost as much as as, as honey. But um, everyone loves just knowing that it's honey and oatmeal. Gotcha. Okay. Question number five: If you could do it all over again, what's one thing that you would change about how you handled yourself on the show? Uh, that's a good one. Uh, I probably would have waited another year till I was out of my re- like fully out of my relationship. And my ex had already been married instead of jumping right into it and like thinking, you know, how she was watching and being really hurt by it. I just would have waited to be a little more mature and really 100% excited to do it. Good answer. Uh, question number six of the 25 girls on your season, how many names can you remember? Um, probably five. <laughs> so, so we're talking, uh, obviously uh, Sadie, Jen, uh, Lisa, Erica Rose. Yeah. Any ooh, other ones ooh, that pop ooh. out to you? Well, then there's, there's Agnese. Oh yeah. Agnese. Uh, that's, so that's five. Yeah. Then, uh, 
uh, Desiree was hilarious. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking and at the then, cur- I'm looking at the current list of girls. I pulled up an old. I get. I, I would have to. I'd have to see their face. I totally. I'm telling you. I'd like. You know, it's 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 a blur to me. It was so long ago. Maybe I'm trying to not remember on purpose, but <laughs> I'm just blocking out the entire season. But real quick, just talking about Erica. She's getting married um, next month, and there's going to be a lot of girls there from from our season. I, I think Sadie's also going. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's, I, that's big news. Yeah, you probably don't know this because you haven't followed Bachelor World. Um, Erica is one of the few on my shit list from this franchise, and we don't have oh. a, we <laughs> okay. don't have a great relationship. Uh, All right. So, yeah. Uh, no, but that's uh, I will not tell her that you say hello. Yeah. No. Don't pass on that. Uh, she probably okay. doesn't care either. But uh, yeah, we just had a falling out uh, a few years ago, oh, and um, but she, yeah, I, I noticed that. I saw that because that that's been covered in the tabloids that she's getting married and stuff like that. So you could, if I gave you the faces of them, you could, you would probably remember more of their names, but just like, Hey, give us a name 100%. from your season. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, just, just, just trying to go back and like, and like think of everybody's name. Like, uh, I, I'm, I'm not even going to go there. I, can't, I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. Just looking over some of them, uh, Rosella, Jeanette. Uh, I know Jeanette. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, of course, Jeanette. I can't believe I even left, left Jeanette out. That's so mean. Yeah. I'll tell her. I'll, I'll make sure to <laughs> let her know that you forgot her name and or tell her, yeah. listen, uh, Claudia, Carissa, Heather, Gina, Elise. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, okay. Uh, question. I, I, I see them. Yep. <laughs> question number seven. If Social media was around back when your season aired. What do you think the number one sentiment would have been when people were watching your season? I think if, you already if, said it. Probably would have been like, "Why didn't you pick Sadie?" Yeah, one hundred percent. That was that was that was it. And even even my parents asked me, <laughs> like, because we because Jen needed to sell Actually, a ring. That's why. That's yeah, why I didn't well, pick well, her. No, and, and, and my my entire family is like, "What? Why didn't you pick her?" Not not that there's anything wrong with Jen. They just like really liked her. Interesting. Did your when you filmed that back then? Did your family meet your final two girls or who did your family meet during the process? Yeah. My, 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 my parents were actually vacationing in Rome and I was supposed to be on that vacation. And I ended up doing this show. So they, they came down, they were up, they were up in Tuscany actually. And they, they came down and they met, um, Sadie's parents and they met Jen's parents. Okay. So they met the final two, which is yeah. standard now. Uh, yeah. question number eight, you just opened your own brewery. Toughest thing so far about the restaurant business getting your beer into the right places oh. it's like it's it's you know like in order to replace a tap handle that that's already in a restaurant um you, you need something special hmm. so thank god ours is so, so so we're doing it but but the, but the hardest thing is to convince them to to put your beer on tap i can yeah i can imagine because there's so many places that have beers on tap and yeah and, and they're set in their ways right and then there's you know it, it to change anything, people sometimes are lazy and they don't like to change anything. And to have to like place another order with a different beer and maybe a different distributor is more work. And some people don't like to do a lot of work. I hear you. <laughs> question number nine. So, yeah. Uh, random question. Can you cook? Yes. I, I cook an insane cheese dog. And I'm like being honest. A cheese, cheese dog? dog like a, a, what's a cheese dog? Uh, yeah, I, I I put on a grill, I cut it open, I make it like really crispy, and then I put American cheese on top, oh. toast the bun, ketchup, mustard, and it's amazing. And okay. then I can cook pasta. Che- okay, so 
Cheese dogs and pasta. Got it. You, you got it. Okay, question number 10, I usually say for, it's called something, explain your tweet, where I go through your Twitter account and I just kind of look at. Oh, shit. I don't, I don't tweet that much. Yeah, your tweets are all, usually your tweets are your Instagram posts that just exactly. show up on your Twitter timeline. So basically, I did something different, which is what I started on my last podcast and is now becoming a weekly feature, which is I ask a friend of yours to send in a question that they want me to ask you. You could probably guess who I asked to send in a question. Yeah. Um, okay, so what Sadie asked? So, so Sadie asked, um, the question is, is the biggest regret in life still to this day not choosing Sadie over Jennifer? Um, sure, yes. <laughs> yeah. Just Let's just appease her. I can't imagine. It can't be the biggest regret of your life. I, but I. I told her that that I would I would say very nice things about her. So yeah. um, yes, that was my well back then. Yeah, um, it, it was because I should have picked her. And you got and you got a ton of shit for it by not yeah, picking her. I got yeah. a ton of shit for it, and it was you know looking back, it was the wrong choice. And but, um, but hey, look but, what you did! You got Jen out of her living at home. You got Jen to yeah. sell a ring and get an apartment. How about that? Yeah, well, that's that's what I was thinking. I I even told her I was like, just go ahead and sell it, and you know, hopefully you you can move out quicker, you know, because and, and she she's a great girl too. She's like really sweet. So I was like, this, you know, why not? And I knew like Sadie was fine, but yeah, going back, did I screw up? Probably. But you saw you got to date Sadie post show anyway, so it all worked out in the end anyway. Right. You know. Right. So um, yeah, um, um, I, I I can have my cake and eat it too. Exactly. Right? Yeah. That's, Perfect. Uh, Lorenzo, thank you so much for coming on, man. I know you got to run. Um, thank you for, for agreeing to do this on, on somewhat short notice. And, uh, but I really enjoyed that conversation. Uh, I, again, thank you for all the work that you've done for dogs and congratulations on all your, uh, post show success and the Chris Harrison stories. Cause that's some good stuff. I appreciate yeah, that. I'm sure. Well, thanks Lee, for having me on and thanks for adopting. And whenever you're ready for another one, let me know. Yeah, uh, I, I will. Uh, thanks again, Lorenzo. Appreciate it, man. And we'll talk soon. All right. Cheers. Thanks. You got it. That was Lorenzo Borghese. Thank you to him for doing that. Uh, that was a lot of fun because trust me, I know a lot of you Johnny come lately to this franchise. People that have just watched the last four or five seasons don't have a freaking clue about who he is or what he was. But if you like just the show in general, it's always fun to hear about people that were on it back when it wasn't this. Not saying that all the girls that went on Lorenzo's season were all there to get married and stuff like that. Probably more than that show up now. But here's a guy that was honest about, yeah, probably was worse one, owns it. The fact that he is very openly candid about how he feels about Chris Harrison. I didn't see that one coming. Uh, and I think Lorenzo was, I appreciate his honesty of the fact that, like I said, he, he owns that he wasn't very good and he owns that his season wasn't very good, but yeah, different times back then. It was funny because when we were talking before, he had told me like, yeah, I think we were the first ones to go up against Monday night football because Monday night football had just moved from ABC to ESPN. I was like, holy what a horrible decision that was. So I'm sure that helped, that hurt their ratings as well. But that was when the show was literally on the verge of getting canceled. Lorenzo's season, and then after him uh, was Andy Baldwin, and then it was Brad's first season, which kind of revitalized the franchise. But, wow, uh, talk about a trip down memory lane. That's why I didn't want to get into the dates too much, because I know a lot of you didn't even remember them. Uh, I remembered the ending. I remembered that he had chosen Jen over Sadie and that they 
then he dated Sadie very quickly post show. And uh, again, I appreciate Sadie was the one who helped me out with this. And when we have Sadie on, we'll talk about how this all came about. But uh, Sadie will definitely be on the podcast uh, in the next few weeks, I would think. But again, thank you to Prince Lorenzo for that. And that is really cool to hear about all the work he has done uh, for dogs. I had no idea that that Animal Aid USA was saving as many dogs a month as they are. And, you know, caravanning down every basically every month to go get dogs out of no-kill shelters. I mean, that's... That's some serious philanthropy work, and I, I applaud him for that. And uh, I'm definitely uh, donating uh, since today is when I found out about that particular organization. So if you guys all want to donate, like you said, animalaidusa.org. Um, again, thank you for all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. If you could rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts, that would be very much appreciated. Next week, we are at podcast number 50. Holy shit. 50 podcasts. I didn't see that one coming when I started uh, back in last December. So, again, thank you all for tuning in, listening, and uh, contributing. And um, definitely wanted to promote, again, if you haven't seen my tweets, you haven't seen it in the column, November 14th, here in Dallas, Texas, at the Addison Improv, I will be recording that week's podcast, which will air Thursday, November 16th. I will be recording a podcast with Olivia Caridi. She, We will do it live. Well, I'm saying live in front of an audience, but then those people, I guess, get to hear it first. You guys will all hear that podcast two days later. But if you want to come out for it, it's uh, I have the link on my Twitter account. Just scroll down a few. You'll see the link to it. I'm tweeting it out constantly. I'm putting it in my column. But yeah, if you want to come out, it's $20 entry fee to get in. We are going to have a Q&A live in the podcast. We will have a a wireless mic to be passed around to the audience. So if you want to ask a question to me or her during the podcast, that will be part of the podcast as well. We'll mingle with people when we're all done with the thing. So should be a good time. I want to try it out here. And then if it's somewhat successful, probably venture out and do a few more in different cities. Uh, So it's certainly possible because the venue that came to me, uh, the agency that came to me said they have, access to comedy clubs uh, all around the US. Uh, it's it would have to fit my schedule obviously, but um it's something I definitely would uh would look into in the future in other cities. So let's let's see how this one uh, turns out. It's going to be November 14th, Addison Improv. You can just go on their website, just Google Addison Improv um and go down to November 14th. You can buy your tickets that way. You can go to the link that I provide, stuff like that. So it should be a fun night. Uh, Olivia's uh, a lot of fun to talk to, and she's really excited uh, to do this. So it should be a fun night. So again, thank you, everybody, for tuning in uh, for podcast number 49. Next week, podcast number 50. Don't know who the guest is yet, but we will be back uh, then, next week. Uh, Until then, I will talk to you soon. See you.